You're listening to TBD, a podcast for brilliant coaches, consultants, helpers, and healers creating their best work and their most meaningful contribution. I'm your host, Megan Hale, business strategist and thought partner to help you distill your wisdom into your most potent offers and the multiple six figures that go with it. I'll be the first to tell you though, as someone who's done it, this path is far from a straight line. There are highs, there are lows, and so many moments of uncertainty in between. But if there are two things I know to be true, it's you always know what you need to know when you need to know it. And the next right step is always on its way. Let's do this. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. So it has been a minute since I have welcomed some new listeners to the show, and I need to get in a better habit of that. So if this is your first TBD episode that you are tuning into, first of all, I am so glad that you have found your way over here. The conversation that we are having around business and money and leadership and being a human being who is going after big things has been so incredibly fun thus far. And I am really, really glad that you are a part of this conversation. You know, together, we are really ushering in new paradigms for how we work, live, love, lead, and all of these beautiful things, and really intentionally leveraging our businesses to be agents of change in the world. So if that is you, you are 100% in the right place. You are finding us in the middle of a series called the Dream Money Series, where I am breaking down the acronym that is the D-R-E-A-M when it comes to dream money. And I am really excited for today because we are moving into our final letter, which is the M, which is all around meaningful money. And I know that we're going to have several episodes on just this piece alone because it is this letter, and I'm going to try not to choose favorites, but it is this letter that has really created the biggest difference for me. So I'm so excited to dive in here. In other news though, this has been such a major week and I am so excited for the things that are happening over here. So if you listen to episode 26 on abundant money, then you know for the past couple of months, I have been wanting to hire a new team member who I am obsessed with, but I have also been in a season of really honoring my margins, especially when it comes to how much I'm spending on team. So I'm going to do a whole episode on honoring your margins because it has truly been so foundational for some huge money shifts for me this year that have not only led to more earning, but also more pride on really holding this boundary for myself and my money. It has been so good. But I am thrilled to announce that I have finally gotten my numbers to a place where I could finally say yes to bringing her on. And it seriously felt like Christmas ever since we both said yes last week. And Monday was her first day. And I'm so excited about what we're going to create together. I will be introducing her on social this week. So definitely make sure you give me a follow on Instagram if we're not already connected. She will be in a copywriting and content creation role. And some of the things I'm in love with already are her background in psychology, writing, and design. She is highly creative. And I think that we are going to have such an amazing time together. So other than that, this might sound so ridiculous, but I'm happy about it. So I'm sharing it on Monday. I did my first get ready with me where I talked about my week and get this. It was actually fun. I'm thinking about making it a weekly thing. No promises because I do not promise anything when it comes to social media, but it was such a fun way to talk about my Monday. So again, if we're not connected on Instagram, definitely give me a follow so we can hang out. In other news, I am heading up to Grand Rapids, Michigan tomorrow to go celebrate publishing day for my dear client and colleague, Robin Goble. Her first book is officially making its way into the world. And I will be there for her first official book signing. Almost every single one of my one-on-one clients is shifting paradigms 
for how we work, live, love, parent, and lead by really integrating a trauma-sensitive approach. And it is my deepest honor and joy to get to be behind the scenes of getting their work out in the world in a bigger way. Robin's book is titled Raising Kids with Big Baffling Behaviors, Brain, Body, Sensory Strategies That Really Work. And when I tell you I have been able to walk beside her through so many huge milestones of this book becoming real, I like seriously get emotional. Like over the past two years, I have watched her launch her certification program into the world, helping other parent coaches and therapists learn her methodology for supporting the kids and families they serve, especially some of the most vulnerable kids who need the most support in forming healthy attachment. One of Robin's core components of her work is understanding the three different brain states, which she calls the owl, the watchdog, and the possum. And I have watched her hire an illustrator to bring those three brain states to life, which has been so incredibly exciting. We have celebrated her first cohort of certified practitioners teaching her parent course in their communities. We've celebrated one of her community members translating her work into a children's book, and then Robin getting to add her illustrations to it. We've also celebrated her second cohort of certified practitioners saying yes to this work, who will soon be graduating in a couple of months. And we are getting ready to gear up to celebrate the third cohort saying yes to becoming a being with certified coach. And alongside all all of this. She's also been writing a book as she brings her full methodology into a brand new medium. And I am so incredibly excited for her and all the people this book is going to touch. So obviously I am beyond thrilled that I get to be there to celebrate in person as she crosses this next big milestone. Plus we get to do some business coaching in person as we map out the rest of her year. It is going to be so rad. So between hiring a new team member and getting to celebrate in person with Robin, I am having such a good week. And we haven't even talked about this transition we're making on the podcast today, which is all around the of dream money, perhaps my most favorite letter of all. So today, my friends, we are finally making our way into our last piece of the dream money framework, which as I previously mentioned, is all around meaningful money. And I'll go ahead and tell you, we are going to have a few episodes here because there is a lot packed into creating meaningful money. So all of the letters are important if you were here to step into dream money, okay? Especially money that is deliberate, reliable, easeful, abundant, and meaningful. But this meaningful piece was really where this whole framework started. And it's the piece that keeps me going when seasons feel hard, scary, or uncertain. It's also this piece that's had such a rich impact on the way money feels for me. Okay. So buckle up buttercups because we are diving in and I cannot wait for the next few episodes as we explore how we create more meaning between us and our money. It will truly, truly shift your life. So to start, I really want us to zoom out into the larger macro culture that we're all a part of when it comes to business. Okay. Because one of the things that happens in the business space is that there's a lot of categories based on how much revenue you are earning. There are some good reasons for it. And there's also some shitty reasons for it. Okay. But one of the things that happens just because of the nature of how this industry works is that this automatically creates a hierarchy. Okay. And it positions each of us to measure our worth or success based on how much revenue we are earning. And obviously this is very problematic for lots of reasons. However, the thing that can be really, really difficult is that there's a lot of noise out there around needing to get to six figures or multiple six figures or seven figures. And now there's even an eight figure conversation, which is also a natural progression as an industry grows. Okay. And so what it can feel like in the beginning is that there's all of these benchmarks 
marks of success and the bars keep on getting moved. Okay. The longer I've been in this industry, the higher the numbers for what success looks like have grown. All right. When I was starting out, it was six figure, six figure, six figure, six figure. Then I noticed a big shift about three years ago where it was now seven figure, seven figure, seven figure, seven figure. And now in this past year, I'm starting to notice a lot of messaging around the eight figure, eight figure, eight figure, eight figure. It just goes on and on and on and on. Okay. So if we are anchored into those types of benchmarks for success, then the benchmark is always going to move. It's going to be really, really hard for us to feel like we are successful because there's always more money to be made. Okay. So this was probably one of my biggest ahas when I first started my business, because I launched a group program to 10 K right off the gate. Right. And right off the gate, I'm saying in air quotes, because I had a whole year of really building a community before I launched anything. And I didn't even know that that's what I was doing, but I decided to start getting more visible online. So I started writing articles for publications like mind body green and sharing my perspective as a therapist. So sharing how we heal and forgive ourselves, for instance, or talking about how we shift into deeper happiness or alignment or how we draw healthy boundaries or all of those things, right? So I just started writing about the things that I knew because I knew that I was here to help people. I just didn't quite know how yet, okay? And so back then I just had a Facebook group. It was called The Honored Self. And I would just write these articles and then I would invite people to this Facebook group, right? I did not know that that was going to be so foundational for me <laughs> when it came to launching a program, but that's really how I got started is I was writing for online publications and I had this Facebook group where people would come in and then I would just get to know them and I would continue sharing, you know, inspirational content and really helping people truly honor themselves. That was my biggest mission back then. And it still is. It's just changed outfits over the years, right? So I had this Facebook group and I grew it to about 400 people. And then when I actually started my coaching business and created my first offer, I already had a small audience to launch the offer too. So that's what made it possible for me to have a 10 K program right out of the gate. Okay. So obviously that was a huge stepping stone for any entrepreneur. When you have your first offer and you actually sell it out and you make your first five figures. Okay. That was like, whoa, I can't believe that that just happened, especially coming from a therapeutic model where I was used to working one-on-one -on -one charging per session. This was a complete paradigm shift for me at the time. Okay. So I launched this program and immediately I was like, what's next? How do we make more? Okay. And for some reason, by the grace of God back then, I realized that this could not be the answer to how I'm going to create success in my business because I was hustling hard already, right? And I knew that that was not how I wanted this business to feel. That's not how I wanted to be living my life. Because up until this point, I had been going like 90 miles per hour, pursuing all these degrees, all these certifications, all these licenses, all of these things, just to get to this place of feeling enough. And that drive of chasing enoughness was starting to show up in this new business. And I was like, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. And so I actually pulled way back from my business and said, I'm going to take some time to really get my bearings in this whole new online world and really figure out what does success mean to me. Okay. And so that is the birthplace of the enoughness work, which I documented on the enoughness revolution podcast. That is when I did all of the deep work of really unraveling all of my stories around what happiness means, what success means, what enoughness means, all of those things. Okay. And it was this place that I started to divorce myself from measuring my success based on how much revenue I was making. And more importantly, how much money I was paying myself. Okay. Because those are two very different 
things. And this is another thing that just grinds my gears to no end in the online space because people talk about revenue all day long. But the thing that matters most is how much of that revenue are you actually paying yourself? Okay. <laughs> because that is the true sign of actually building wealth how much money you're able to pay yourself, which comes down to understanding your margins, okay? So if you want to run a successful business, it's not just about driving revenue. That's one piece of it. Every single business has to make money, but it's also understanding your sustainable margins for what that money is doing behind the scenes. That's where money management comes in. And like I mentioned on our episodes on abundant money, if we do not learn how to manage our money, we will never feel rich, okay? So understanding your margins and what that money is doing behind the scenes is a much better metric of financial success, right? And I will literally talk about this forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I will not stop talking about it because it is so incredibly key. Revenue is different from the money you are paying yourself. And the numbers that you are seeing out there are revenue. It's not about how much people are paying themselves, okay? That's why, like this year in particular, I'm talking about honoring my margins. I am so committed to paying myself more. I want to be earning 10K a month into my household every single month. And I am hell-bent on honoring the margins in order to make that happen, okay? So I would much prefer to be making $300,000 a year in revenue and paying myself over a third of that, right? Than to be making $500,000 a year in revenue and be paying myself 10% of that, for instance, okay? So this is where this money conversation really, really matters. And it's missing so much context and nuance when people are out here touting all of these numbers, right? It's like, but how much are you actually keeping? How much are you actually making? Is all of that going to ads? Is all of that going to your team? And you're still living month to month over there, right? That is not going to allow us to feel financially supported, nor is it going to allow us to build wealth, okay? Understanding your margins is so incredibly key, but I'll get off of my soapbox so we can talk about meaningful money and the importance of this. So one of the things that I realized divorcing myself from how much money I was making during the enoughness work is that I really needed to define what success meant to me on my own terms. Okay. And that actually opened up a much richer nuanced conversation that was really around how I wanted to feel and what I wanted to be doing, what I wanted to my life to look like that actually left money out of the conversation for probably the first time. Okay. So that was a really highly clarifying process for me. That was foundational for me starting to add the money pieces back in. Okay. So for some reason I had the foresight, I cannot keep running like this. I cannot keep chasing after the dollar because I will burn myself into the ground. I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to get grounded in my own definition of success. Okay. Which was very highly uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable to start to slow down and do things in a different way. But that work has continued to serve me over and over and over again. And it took about four months, four months in the grand scheme of things is like a blink of an eye, right? But at the time it felt like it was eons and I was going to completely screw my path towards meeting my goals, but that's just the fear talking. So I do all this work. I get grounded. I get focused on my own lane, my own piece of paper. And that's when I really start creating my own frameworks, my own methodology, my own body of work, and all of these beautiful things, okay? And stop comparing myself to all of these other numbers that people are talking about online. So in 2017, 
business is still growing very, very slowly. I'm feeling much more grounded. I'm feeling much more enough, but revenue is slow to come in. Okay. And so 2017 was also a breakthrough year for me because that's when I created my second brand after the enoughness work, I created wild and holy and wild and holy was one of those brands. I literally cannot explain it. It like had a following right away. This language resonated so deeply with my community that they could be both wild and who they were in their fullest expression, right? And still be holy. They could still be divine. They could still belong. And this body of work was so deeply fulfilling for me to not only walk in for myself, but to also lead other people through. Okay. So 2017, things really started to build in my business. I could feel the momentum. I could feel the energy. I could feel the resonance. And I was also pregnant with my second little boy. Okay. And so I knew that 2018 was going to be a year of becoming a mama to two under two. And I was wondering how in the world is all of this going to look? Okay. And so at the time I had sold out my first retreat, I'd sold out my second retreat. I launched wild and holy radio. One of my first guests was Rob Bell. One of my favorite spiritual mentors who has healed me and shifted my life in ways I cannot even begin to describe. He's been on Oprah's super soul Sunday. Like it was such a huge breakthrough for me to have him on the show. And I just recently, I went back and listened to that conversation. It's so good. If you're doing any work around healing religious trauma, like please go listen to that episode with Rob Bell and follow his work. He's just I can't say enough good things about Rob Bell. He is truly like a thinker and thought leader of our time, truly. So anyway, 2017 is building, like things are taking off, right? But money is still very slow to come in. I'm getting ready to wrap an eight-week group program and people are starting to ask, Megan, how do we keep doing this work with you? Okay, anytime you have people asking, how do we continue doing this work with you? That question is saying, what's the next offer in your offer flow? Okay. What's the next offer for people to continue this work with you? Now, you don't have to feel obligated to create that offer. Maybe this is the time when you transition them out of your body of work into somebody else's. But for most entrepreneurs, I know we take this as an invitation to go deeper into the transformation we're here to provide. What does the next iteration of this work look like? What are the next milestones we need to be achieving? What do I create to guide people through that process? right? So this is how our body of work can expand and evolve over time simply by our clients saying, okay, how do we keep doing this? Right. And it's the right question that challenges you in the right way to continue building the next steps. And that's exactly what was happening for me. We had just wrapped this eight week group program. People were really starting to get grounded in their own truth and their own self-belief and really starting to feel braver. Right. And it was around this time that I also had this vision of bringing a hundred entrepreneurs together for a 12 month journey as we all did this work together to show up braver in our fullest expression, because I knew that we had to be grounded in our own truth. We had to cultivate faith and self-belief that we can do big, hard things. And we had to have community around us as we showed up braver five seconds at a time. Okay. So I had this beautiful vision of a hundred people coming together and doing this work. Like it still gives me goosebumps. Just thinking about gathering community in that way, all working towards these goals, which I think is why dream money just lights me up to no end. Because when I think about the thousands of entrepreneurs coming together, who are earning money in this way, who are shifting how they make money, how they manage money, how they relate to money, how they think about money. Like, oh my God, y'all, 
the ripple effect is literally, it's, it's world changing. It is truly, truly world changing when more heart-centered entrepreneurs have mastered their relationship with money. It's not something that they fear. It's not something that they doubt. It's not something that confuses them. They truly have money confidence to literally create whatever they want in this world. Okay. It's going to be so big. So I also know that it's probably not the year to bring 100 people together for a 12 month program because I'm getting ready to have a second baby and be a mama to two under two. Okay. So I'm like, I don't know what the next step is. I really, truly don't. But it was in this moment where I was like, maybe wild and holy year doesn't have to be 100 people right out of the gate, right? Maybe it could be a smaller container and a business tip, always allow your first anything to be a smaller container. Okay. Please, please, please. I am telling you, you will set yourself up for success. You will set your clients up for success. If you allow the first go round to be a small, intimate container, so you can all find your footing. Okay. I have gone into programs. The first cohort of flow, we had 50 people in there. Okay. And I was like, wow, this is going to be a lot of learning styles. And I'm trying to figure out things at hyperspeed. It was a lot. And I will also say I put a lot of pressure on myself to do things that were just not realistic to be able to do in a reasonable time frame. Okay. So there's our stuff that shows up in that too. But however, even starting to think about what does it look like to have a smaller container for Wad and Holy Year was like, hmm, maybe this could happen in 2018. It just has to look a little bit different. And not only does it need to look different from the number of people I want to call in, it's probably going to need to look different for how I can actually show up and deliver this offer with everything else that I have on my plate. Okay. Cause I was being super, super intentional with how much I was taking on. So one, I could have a maternity leave and enjoy it. And two, when I came back to work, I wasn't going to be completely in over my head. Okay. So I send out my first validation email to my inner circle. This is a part of my spacious launch process, by the way. So if you join me for my values-driven launch training earlier this year, you know that I dropped so many gems about creating a values-driven launch process that is connection-led and relationship-driven, okay? And so this validation email to your inner circle is a very integral piece because this is how we're going to validate our offers with the people who are the absolute best fit for it. Okay. So I sent out this email and I get three yeses right away with the deposits paid for this program. Okay. So your first yeses are literally everything for seeding an idea for an offer. And I knew if this was the early response, this offer would quite easily sell out. And so I'm starting to get excited. There is more momentum happening in 2017. One sold out retreat, second sold out retreat, group program sold out. And now this year long offer that I didn't think could happen is now just shifting form and saying, no, I'm coming anyway. And it's starting to happen. Right. And so with my first yeses, I'm really starting to make a game plan. Okay. Of what's going to happen next. It's this same day that my husband comes home and asks me to sit down on the couch. And I knew every military spouse knows when their partner is getting ready to break bad news that they have to go away. He did not even have to say it. I could literally see it on his face and in his body as his shoulders hunched just a bit from the weight of the news he was about to share with me. And I simply said, how long will you be gone? Six months, he said. When? I asked. Three weeks after the baby gets here. And I proceeded to take the longest, deepest breath I've ever taken in my entire life. Like, you know how you have those core memories in your lifetime where you can remember every minor little detail as your life was getting ready to irrevocably change forever. 
I remember the fibers of the rug I was kneeling on as I sat right in front of him as he told me the news. I remember the time of day and the way the sun hung in the sky. I remember the music that was playing and what I was making for dinner that night. And I remember the way that my breath felt in my body and the way my brain fast forwarded it into the next few months, already envisioning everything I'd be carrying on my own. Okay. And the first thing that I said was, this is going to be hard and this is going to be fine. And I'll go ahead and tell you, it was not fine. I was not fine. That year broke me in ways that literally shifted my personality inventories, like literally tests that should not change, <laughs> changed majorly after that year. It was the hardest, hardest, hardest year. And yet I also made it through, not without some major trauma, but that's a talk for another day. So when I got that news, I also immediately thought about those three yeses. Did I say yes to this program? Could I say yes to this program with everything else I was going to be holding? And I sat with that for about a week because keep in mind, I'm just a month shy from having a baby at this point. And I don't have a lot of time to figure out what next year is going to look like. And what happened next was another decision that would also change my life because for the first time ever, and I mean ever, I opened a spreadsheet for the first time. Okay. A spreadsheet for my business. I know. <laughs> And I started mapping out my current investments. I was working with a one-on-one -on -one coach at the time, I started mapping out my business expenses. I started mapping out the 30 K in debt I was carrying. I started mapping out how much I really needed to make next year, not next month, next year. And for the first time ever calculated this number and that number, I've gone back to it so many times over the years. Cause I still had this spreadsheet. And let me tell you about this spreadsheet. It is very clear that 2017 Megan didn't know shit about proper documentation and spreadsheets, okay? Because it is a hot mess over there. But I have gone back to this thing so many times over the years, like trying to figure out how I calculated certain numbers. And I can almost guarantee you that I had a legal pad beside me as I was figuring all this out and just simply plugging those numbers into a spreadsheet, okay? There is such a better system now. But the thing about this spreadsheet is it still holds the first version of good, better, best goals. Three unique to me revenue goals based on my own financial needs and dreams. And it was the first time that instead of chasing after six figures, there was a very specific number, three of them, in fact, staring back at me, telling me exactly what I needed. And guess what? Back then, it wasn't six figures. And that was life-changing. That number helped me firm up my price points for the rest of the seats of that 12-month program, as well as solidify my sales goal. It helped me determine what price point I needed to charge for my one-on-one -on -one work at the time, which was my first experience understanding sustainable pricing. Everything that I did that next month ended up being foundational for everything I teach today that's just gotten better and better over time as I went on to sell out that 12-month program, securing a whole year of sustainable cash flow. But it all started by having personally meaningful money goals and then mapping out my way to reach them. When people see their good, better, best goals for the first time in the dream money blueprint and calculator, it never fails that they too had the same experience I had back in 2017. These numbers feel real. They feel personal. They feel connected to your needs and your dreams. There is a deep why behind them for what these numbers mean. And it is such a different approach than pursuing some random number somebody else has determined is the benchmark of success. It's grounded, it's rooted, it's specific AF. And the beautiful thing about these numbers is even getting clear 
around what your financial goals are that you have for yourself, right? (laughs) Offers more introspection on why you want what you want. What joy will it bring you? What feelings of success, right? Are you pursuing your own definition or that of someone else? So do you see the thread? It's coming back to defining your own definition of success and adding on the money lens. Okay. So back in 2017, I was highly motivated to pay off my business debt. I was tired of not contributing more to my family financially and instead feeling like a financial obligation. I was also brought up to believe debt is the worst possible thing ever, a viewpoint I have greatly shifted since then, thankfully. I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it and do it I did. I paid off 30K in debt that year. At the time, I was also deeply afraid of paying myself. What if I needed that money to pay something else in the business? What if no more money came in? What would I do then? That was the first year I had months upon months of cash flow coming in as I sold out that 12-month program, right? I also created a system to really track my money. So I always knew what I was planning to bring in. I had the bird's eye view that I needed, but I can still remember the first time I paid myself, like my desired salary, which was 3,200 back then. It was in October of 2018, okay, after I paid off that debt. I remember really having to sit and ask myself, like, is it safe for me to pay this? And it was scary as hell to actually do it. But I never felt prouder than reaching these financial goals, paying off that 30K in debt, proving to myself that I could do it, and finally paying myself my desired salary at the time, which was so much more about trusting my business to pay me and that it would be okay, that more money would come in. Okay. So I proved to myself that I could figure the money stuff out. And after spending years of wanting to make more money, but struggling to make more money, I was starting to learn the language of money, the numbers I really needed, the margins I needed to honor and the price points and sales goals of a simple business model that made so much more possible during the hardest year of my life. The thing that struck me that year though, is the way I felt deeply connected to my money like we were in it together. Money wanted to reach my money goals just as badly as I did. We knew what we were working toward together. It wasn't some random number someone else had pulled from the sky. It was my number, the number me and my money truly, truly needed. And that shifted everything for me. So my friends, if you want to make more money, more is not a goal. Okay. We need to get specific. Specificity is a key ingredient for mapping out the how. If you want to be motivated to earn more money, more is also not a goal. More doesn't have any texture, any significance, any meaning. And our brains love meaning. They love stories. They love connection. More money also doesn't motivate a lot of people. And that might surprise you. What money provides motivates people. So it would make sense to clarify what you want your money to provide for you right? What does financial stability look like? First off, we have to start there of really understanding what enough is, or you will always be chasing more in order to feel enough, in order to feel safe, in order to feel successful. Okay. But also what do your financial dreams look like? Truly sit down and ask yourself this question. Can you answer it clearly? What are you working for? Can you answer it? Right? Have you taken the time to really clarify what your financial dreams are? And of course, the next step, is how much those dreams actually cost, okay? When you're ready to do this work of creating meaningful money goals, I want you to find me the Dream Money Blueprint and Calculator because this is our first step to shifting into dream money. 
because I want you to define what success looks like for you on your own terms. I want you to clarify the things that you most want and why. Are these your dreams or are they someone else's? Okay, coming back to wild and holy days of really helping people ground into their truth. This is the exact work that we're doing through the lens of money. Are you pursuing financial goals that will truly add more joy and fulfillment to your life? Or are you pursuing financial goals because that's what you've been taught to believe is the right, good, responsible thing? Where is the joy? Where is the fun? Where is the fulfillment? Where is the personal definition of success? Because it has to also show up with you and your money. Okay. I want you to have the experience of seeing your good, better, best goals pop up for the very first time. I want you to feel what I and hundreds of others have felt finally seeing those numbers staring back at you. These are your numbers. No one else's. They're personal. They're meaningful. They're your vision of joy, fulfillment, and success. And see what moves between you and money when you're moving from this place. When your money is clear on how you want to be supported, when you are clear on what you're working toward and why, when you shift away from pursuing more money, which isn't a goal, but instead are pursuing specific dreams with specific numbers that gives you the clarity you need to start mapping out your way there. What I can tell you is your dreams deserve this level of clarity of exactly how much they cost. Your business deserves this level of clarity. So it knows how much it needs to earn to fund your dreams and financially support you. And you deserve this level of clarity, especially if you're here to learn the language of money, because it's essential for getting what you want. So I invite you to take that next step with me inside the dream money blueprint or calculator, calculate your GBB goals with me, get this financial clarity that can shift so much when it comes to your business, but most importantly, creates a much deeper meaning between you and your money. Until next time, my friends, I am so excited for our future episodes on meaningful money because there is so much more to explore, but I'm wishing you the courage to keep showing up even when clarity is still forming, knowing, trusting, believing the next right step is always on its way. See you soon.